0: One of the great foundation stones that is unshakable and unmovable is in our Christian faith is the historic evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we have to stand upon that. If we can't stand upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then we are standing upon nothing. And Paul the Apostle would say that our faith is futile if Christ Jesus did not resurrect from the grave.
1: Into too far. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. do
0: is let go Matthew 28, we're going to be looking at living the resurrection life. The events as described by Matthew and I've broken this, In a few sections, we have do not be afraid in verses 1 through 7, rejoice, verses 8 through 10, stolen or risen, 11 through 17, and commissioned to serve, verses 18 through 20. So was he stolen or had he Risen verses 11 through 17 we look at verses 11 through 15 it says now that while they were going Behold some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priest all the things that had happened And when they had assembled with the elders They consulted with one another And they said how can we spin this to our advantage That's what politics would do today right? Right they heard the report, but they still didn't want to believe. So they decided, let's give large sums of money to the soldiers, saying, tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. And if anything comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. So they took the money and did as it was instructed. And to this day, it is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. So while the women were going to do some telling about the resurrection of Jesus Christ to his disciples, the soldiers were doing some telling of their own. And they may have told the truth of everything that happened to them at that graveside, but they were bribed to spin a lie that until Matthew pinned the words of this gospel, he says that lie is still being reported to this day. And the reason they said we will protect you if it comes to Pilate's ears, is because under Roman law, if a Roman soldier lost his prisoner, whatever the crime that prisoner had, he would have to serve the crime. So it meant that they would be crucified in place of Jesus. Aren't you glad that we don't have to be crucified in place of Jesus? He paid the price for us. He did for us what we could not do for ourselves, that we might be presented spotless before God. Psalm 2, verses 1 and 2 says, Why do the nations rage, and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed. These were the rulers of Israel. They were supposed to be the servants of the living God. And they were actually plotting against the plan of God for the redemption of all mankind. What do they say? Repeat a lie often enough and it becomes the truth. The truth is often harder for a person to believe than a lie. And many will still swallow this lie. One of the great foundation stones that is unshakable and unmovable Is in our Christian faith, is the historic evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we have to stand upon that. If we can't stand upon the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then we are standing upon nothing. And Paul the Apostle would say that our faith is futile if Christ Jesus did not resurrect from the grave. Paul also said, in 1 Corinthians fifteen six, So he's listing out those who had witnessed the resurrection of Jesus, that he was first seen by Mary, that he was seen by Peter, that he was seen by all of the disciples, and then he was seen by me. And after that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep. There were over 500 eyewitnesses Of the resurrected Jesus Christ. We find both believers and doubters, though even among the followers of Christ initially, verses 16 and 17. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. No doubt Matthew is talking about Thomas, that the Apostle John, tells us that eight days later, John 20, 26 through 29, when his disciples were again inside together, that this time Thomas was with them, and Jesus came and the doors being shut, he stood in the midst and he said, peace to you. And then he said to Thomas, who had eight days earlier, doubted and said, unless I thrust my hand into his side and touch the nail scars in his hands, I will not believe. And he said to Thomas, reach your hand right here. Come on, Thomas, put it in here. That just sounds so weird, doesn't it? We would never want to do that. But that's what Jesus offered. Reach your hand here. Put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered, my Lord and my God. And Thomas Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Blessed are those, every one of us here, who have not seen and yet we believe. Hebrews 2 9 says, But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. And it's through faith that our spiritual eyes are open that we might see Jesus. Jesus not only resurrected from the grave, he would, 40 days later, ascend into heaven before his ascension, he commissioned the church to serve he commissioned us and we close in verses 18 through 20 and jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Amen. All authority came from his Father. Paul tells us in Colossians 1, verses 15 and 16 that jesus is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth the visible and the invisible whether thrones or dominions principalities or powers they were created through him and for him matthew's gospel gives us what we know as the great commission And the Lord Jesus Christ called us to do four things. The very first of these, we are to go. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. So the Greek word that's translated here is go can have this meaning of as you go. And I kind of like that idea of it. There is the sending to go, and I believe that the Lord many years ago put me on such a sending mission when he called me to preach the gospel when i was 28 years old and there were, in that sense of that calling there was the go this is what i want you to do it took me 11 years to get into this pulpit but i was working on it i was going but as you go so i didn't wait to begin preaching until 11 years later there was a, a radical remodeling of our house in order that we could put it on the market, that we could sell it, Lily and I and our two children moving to California, that I, I could go to school at Calvary Chapel of Costa Mesa. And I say a radical remodeling because that summer I lost 30 pounds doing that work. Man, I wish I was 32 years old again. <laughs> I was lean. But it was because I was laying brick for eight hours a day, driving an hour to the city, lay brick eight hours, come back home, work like a mad dog until I had to sleep, wake up and do it all over again. I was kind of in this weird place. I had been a youth pastor at a church where they brought a new pastor in that we kind of bumped heads And so I kind of found myself at an in-between place. And maybe we attended church. I think we were going to Cornerstone for a while, maybe at that time. I may have done that, but I tell you what, it's a blur to me. All I know is I had a house to finish and we got it done. But I was going. As you go, wherever you go, that becomes our field of service. As we go, we could be at a store, we could be driving our car and Break down on the side of the road. It could be that we're helping someone who is broken down on the side of the road. As we go, we could be at a family dinner today. As we go. Mark 16:15. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 10 days after his ascension on the day of pentecost jesus empowered them to be his witnesses in acts 1 8 saying you shall receive power when the holy spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem in judea and samaria and to the ends of the world for this church our jerusalem is lake villa judea and samaria lake county cook county kenosha county this region that's around us the ends of the world It's still the ends of the world to this day, wherever we might find ourselves in this world. We are, as we go, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Where'd it go? We're also to make. While helping others to come to faith in Jesus Christ is a very good thing, it is often harder to make disciples. Discipleship takes time, but it is time well spent in the kingdom of God. One of the translators believed that this verse could be translated as, Go then to all peoples and make them my disciples. Make them my disciples. In John 8.31, Jesus said to the Jews, Those who believed in him, If you abide in me, you are my disciples indeed. So how do we become a disciple of Jesus Christ? By abiding in Jesus Christ. In John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another, verse 35. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How do people know that we're disciples of Jesus Christ? Because of the Christ-like love that we have for each other. In John 15, 7 and 8, if you abide in me, I think I see a theme here. Abiding it's important if you abide in me my words abide in you You will ask what you desire it shall be done for you And by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples By abiding in Jesus we become a disciple of Jesus Christ by having love for one another people will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ and through abiding in Jesus we are able to bear much fruit so we become disciples of Jesus Christ. Although discipleship takes time, it is time well spent for the kingdom of God. We're not only to go and to make, we are to baptize. We're to baptize in the name, singular, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So the triunity of the godhead a very great proof text to the Trinity found in this verse. We're to baptize in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just remember, the thief on the cross had no time when he said to Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus said, I tell you today that you'll see me in paradise. There's no time for water baptism. They were literally the baptism of the blood happening right there. But. To baptize. It's a Greek word that means to dip, as if you're dipping in a ladle into water to take a drink. Nobody would do that today. But back in the day, I remember as a kid, if we'd come to a spring. We would be in the middle of nowhere down in Arkansas once. There's this fresh water. We went out there. They had a ladle hanging there. Anyone who could drive by could drink from that. Who would do that today? You don't know who's been drinking from that ladle says my mom. Don't drink from that. But what do you got to do? You got to dip it under. You got to pull it out. The idea of submerging under the water there. Believer's baptism, it's a sense of our death. When we go under the water, that burial, but being raised up to new life. Romans 6, 3 and 4. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ, we were baptized into his death, therefore we were buried with him through the baptism into death, that just as Christ is raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. We've been raised up to walk in newness of life. Through the years I've baptized people, brothers and sisters. I want to get that right. I baptized brothers and sisters. I used that term in a paper yesterday, and I did the uh, grammar check on my paper I was writing. They said that my words, brothers and sisters, were not inclusive enough. They didn't like me saying brothers and sisters. So I'm talking about the church here, not the world. And it is right to say brothers and sisters in the church. I don't care about your inclusiveness on this. And besides... There's only two genders, so a brother and a sister is correct. I have baptized in lakes and oceans and baptistries in the Jordan River and even sprinkled the elderly. I'm not going to take a woman who's sitting in a wheelchair and drag her into the water. Sprinkling would do it in that sense. The baptism is an outward sign of the inward work that Christ Jesus is doing in the person's heart. And you die to self and you're resurrected back to new life in second corinthians 5:17, i love this verse if any man or we would say and woman today is in christ they are a new creation old things have passed away behold all things are new all things are new And we have a mentality today in our world that says, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, and that goes right against the very word of God. Once a drug dealer, or a drug taker, I guess, always a drug taker, that goes against the word of God. Once a prostitute, always have that mindset. No, it goes against the word of God. If anyone is in Christ Jesus, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We need to walk in the resurrection life. But it's not the act of baptism that washes away our sin, but it's the calling upon the name of Jesus. 1 Peter 3, verses 21 and 22, there is also an antitype which now saves us, baptism. Not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of the Father. Angels and authorities and powers have been made subject to him. It is the resurrection of Jesus Christ that results in our salvation. There is a baptism also of the Holy Spirit that God has promised his people as believers. And John the Baptist spoke of this baptism, and Paul, referring to it in Acts nineteen, four through 6, he said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying that the people should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid hands on them, they received the Holy Spirit, and they spoke in tongues, and they prophesied. We are also to teach... We're to teach them to observe all things, what the Lord has commanded us. We're to present the Word of God, not our opinions. We're to present what God's Word says. If I give you my opinion, I can do that. But my opinion can be absolutely wrong. I would rather give somebody the truth of God's Word and let my opinion stay out of it, because I know even if they don't believe the truth of God's Word, I have given them truth, and then they have to deal with that truth. I've done my part. We're to teach them. We're not only to be a people of God's word, we're to share God's word with others. And the Bible tells us in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the works of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That's why we go through the Bible the way we do here. At Calvary Chapel, book by book, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Colossians 1.28 says, Him we preach, Jesus we preach, warning every man and teaching everyone in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. And Matthew closes with a wonderful promise, Jesus saying, And lo, I will be with you always. The author of Hebrews also picked up on this in Hebrews 13 5. He says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things that you have, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The great commission is not the great suggestion. This is what the Lord has commissioned his church to do to go, to baptize, to teach. And preach I did that out of order didn't I oh well (laughs) I always have my notes right here what you have in your bulletin and I didn't do that today so I'm a little lost but only without my notes I am NOT lost in the sense that I don't know Jesus (laughs) I am saved (laughs) I know Jesus and I desire to live for him Before we can rightly follow the Lord's Great Commission, we must have a right relationship with Jesus Christ. It moves us from being an unbeliever to a believer, from a doubter to those who are able to walk in fellowship with Christ. And to do so, we must admit, believe, and confess. Let's stand together as we close with these thoughts. Just a plan of salvation that's easy to relate to others. The ABCs of salvation is what it's called. The A is for admit. Admit to God that you are sinners and ask for his forgiveness. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But 1 John 1.9 tells us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Step one, we have to admit to God that we are sinners. Number two, we have to believe. We have to believe in the work that Jesus did upon the cross. His death, burial, resurrection, his ascension to the right hand of the Father. Believe that He is coming again. Romans 5:8 tells us, "But God demonstrates His own love toward us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us." We have to believe in the work that Jesus did—His death, burial, and resurrection—and see, we have to confess. We have to confess our faith in Jesus and share that faith with others. The Bible tells us in Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10:13. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And it's my prayer that you have called upon the name of Jesus Christ. It is the only way that anyone will be able to walk in fellowship with Christ on this earth and also throughout eternity. Let's pray together as the worship team comes. Pastor Kevin will be down front for anyone who has a prayer need. And so Father, we pray that you would be with us today. If someone here, Lord, does not know you as Savior, but you are convicting their heart and they want to surrender their life to you this day I pray that you would just cause them to come down and talk with Pastor Kevin that he might lead them through prayer and show them the path but this path for them is the same path for all of us, Lord by believing in Jesus maybe there's one who has walked away from the faith and they just want to rededicate their life to you this day Lord, the Prayer benches down front are open for anyone who just wants to come and kneel and pray. Confess before you this day. Pray for your will, your desire to work in this place. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into his image by the power of his Holy Spirit.